This may be the quietest episode that we ever record. There are no kids. There are no dogs. It's just Brandon and me tucked away in our house. And I have to say, it's not half bad for a change. (laughs) No, it's not. I actually really like it. And it was funny. It was like you said, it was a little eerie because I walked in and I was like, I have to let the dogs out and they weren't here. And then for those of you who don't know, by the way, it's I think it's important to note that we record this podcast at our kitchen table. And so, you know, the fancy studio is not needed. I uh, I always thought to do the podcast, you needed a fancy studio with soundproofing and everything else. But we are actually just sitting at the kitchen table now lounging back. Anyway, we do miss those Rugrats, and we will get them back later today. But for now, we're going to enjoy this peace and quiet and record an episode. Here we go. Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. For years, we were stuck in a rut, always complaining that nothing ever changed for us. And then we realized, if we wanted to improve our lives, we had to put in the work. Each week on this podcast, we'll get into an aspect of personal growth, relationships, or just life. Through our own experiences and guest interviews, we hope to inspire you to make your own positive changes. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Podcast. Podcast. Today, we are talking about the fact that no is not a bad word. Do you ever feel like you just can't say no? All the time. (laughs) I feel like we treat it like it's this horrible, dirty word. And we just experience so much guilt for saying no sometimes. Yes. Yes, we do. Saying no just makes us feel selfish, doesn't it? Like we're only looking out for ourselves. And what if other people don't understand when I tell them no? Or what if they're mad at me for that? What will they say if I actually do say no? Those kind of inner thoughts lead to two options. One, we can either say no and feel shame about the fact that we said no, or two, we say yes, and then we get resentful and angry if the activity we agreed to becomes irritating or just doesn't even go as planned. Yeah, and it's those bitter grapes, right? Because I always find that I often will say yes because I don't want to be the bad guy and say no, but then it brings out a lot of negative emotions and resentment, and it just keeps me in a cycle of funk (laughs) forever. And really it's that self-fulfilling prophecy because I've already been like, well, I said yes. I didn't want to say yes, but I just felt like I had to. And so here I am and here I am world. And really, how is that a way to pose yourself? Oh, the guilt is so real. The guilt is so real. I do that all the time. Yeah. And there's totally such a thing as being too nice because like we said, a lot of times you just don't want the other person to be mad at you. You, you might think they're going to have some type of opinion. And so you say yes. And then you're saying yes, just to be nice. That is the only reason. And what we want to talk about today is about some of the real benefits of just taking the courage to say no. Yeah. Having that courage can really be life-changing. And I know it sounds silly because it's just saying no, but the freedom that might result from you just using those two small letters can really be beneficial. One of the things is that saying no saves time. And I was thinking about that the other day when I was getting off the phone and was offered a quick survey about my call. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) I did tell the rep no, but I felt so bad about it. Sometimes I feel so bad about saying no to these types of 
survey calls that I actually say yes and do them. Like, <laughs> what? Why do I do them? They do not need me to tell me to tell them how great the call was. Who cares? Like, it's not that big of a deal. So why do I feel so bad about it? Even if it's just two minutes, I don't really have the two minutes to spare for that stinking survey. Yeah, the survey will get you every time, but it goes beyond simple things like a survey. It, there's a lot of other simple things that take our time. I mean, just saying no saves time in a million areas because you could say no to chaperoning for your kid's field trip and there you go. You've just saved hours of time that you otherwise would have given to something else. You could say no to baking for a bake sale. Same thing. When we say no to doing things that we don't care that much about, we're gaining the time to do things that we do actually care about. And there's no shame in that. You know, we have all been there. Just take a moment to think about the time you said yes, just to be polite and immediately regretted it. Because you knew it was going to take you so much time that you didn't really even have. You said the yes, but you didn't really want to because it was going to be a problem. You already had overextended yourself. You already knew the schedule was full, and yet you took on one more thing. Really, time is your most valuable commodity. And if you're using it in one place, you simply cannot use it someplace else. So the next time you're thinking about saying yes, just don't do it because you're never going to get that time back. And if time is one of the things that you use as an excuse or a rationalization, like I know we do, then you got to recoup it and keep it and use it for value rather than using it just to be that nice person. And the other thing is just that every one of us has a different opinion on what is actually worth our time and not worth our time. So you could be sitting next to someone who thinks that the bake sale is totally worth their time. It just has doesn't happen to be for me. So keep that in mind that your yes and no might be completely different from somebody else's. Right. And also with that, t saying no actually saves money. It was just a couple weeks ago, we went into our favorite sub place, Jersey Mike's. And I mean, we love this place, but every time we go, we feel a little bit odd because when it comes up to the point of paying, you have to actually click on the screen whether you're going to tip or no tip when it comes to the payment. And don't you all just feel a little bit awkward? Like, I feel like the cashier is judging me if I say no, but it's like when I go to a sit down restaurant, obviously I have no problem tipping. I'm actually a very generous tipper, but I'm not tipping at a place like Jersey Mike's or and I'm certainly not tipping at a place like McDonald's where the tip thing doesn't come up. But why do I always feel so bad when I have to click no? I know. Even in, a, even in these scenarios where it's not generally thought you were going to tip, every time the screen comes up, like when you pick up your pizza delivery, or I'm sorry, even like when you pick up your pizza to go and you're not having it delivered, even then it feels weird to say no tip. <laughs> Right. And I mean, no saves money in a lot of other ways too, like the $20 Boy Scout popcorn. Sorry, it's a no. Only if you're in the family, then you can get away with that. Although one time you did totally get suckered into buying the $20 Boy Scout popcorn for a total stranger. Right. I was like, oh yeah, sorry, $20. I don't have any cash. They're like, that's okay. We take a card. And I'm like, <laughs> All right, I'm a nice guy and I'm going to support the Boy Scouts <laughs> today. Enjoy this popcorn bag, the smallest bag you've ever seen for $20. <laughs> Except when you go to the movie theater. Yes, exactly. And you know, it's funny because I just don't want to have to feel bad about not tipping. And it's not even that it's bad to tip. 
I just don't want to feel like I have to tip, like I'm obligated to tip every single time. Yeah, it's totally true. And I always get that bad feeling. But this could go in a lot of different directions beyond just buying food. I mean, what about your friend group? If you have a decent sized friend group, it could lead you to a lot of things that can get very expensive and a thousand different activities and directions every day and every weekend. Oh, yeah. When you were saying that, it just reminded me of my sister, who I honestly feel like she has a wedding to attend or be in or a bachelorette party all the time. I'm seriously like, I don't understand how you're funding, you know, all of these crazy weekends away. Like they don't have back in our day, side note, we just had a normal go to a bar one night kind of a bachelorette party. That was it. Nowadays, you have to have these big elaborate weekends far from your home and go all these crazy places. And like, how are these people funding all this? How are you in 16 weddings a year and you're just going away all these weekends for them? I just don't get it. But there you go. Right. And it's in these cases where it's okay to say no. Like Megan's saying, I mean, it could be a wedding, but it could be something simple, just like an activity. Hey, let's go to the pumpkin patch this weekend. Hey, we're going to the park this weekend. Do you want to come? And we always just say yes, even though we feel so stretched out and like we don't have the time. But in saying this, I mean, obviously, there's going to be times where you're going to say yes. There's going to be times where you want to do it. And that's okay. Go ahead and enjoy it. We're not saying that. But we do a lot of things out of self-inflicted obligation, and it simply isn't necessary. You don't have to say yes. There's plenty of times where me and Meg might be the bad person, but we just say, hey, we'd love to do that, but it's not going to work out. I think a lot about our daughter, too, because she's five years old, and she's in the place where she gets invited to about 10,000 birthday parties. And... If we went to everyone that she got invited to, not only would we lose a lot of time, but we'd also be buying a gift for every kid that we hardly know. And it can get really expensive. And if you just say yes, then it's just using up a lot of time and money. And again, we do say yes to the ones that really matter to her and that she really loves. But these kids that we don't know, sometimes those are the ones that are no. Because quite honestly, spending $20 or $25 for every kid in the class might just not be the best use of our money. Right. And it's so funny because even as we're talking about it, I know like I can hear a lot of the voices, a lot of the inner voices of people out there. And because I'm even, even in me right now, as we're talking, it stirs up these feelings like, oh, well, we're just cheap or we're just rude or selfish because we don't want to do that. And we're just thinking about ourselves. But that's not the case. Like, I don't know why it has to stir up these feelings, but it does. Like, as we're having a conversation, I know it to be true. I've lived it, I've implemented it. But it's still, it feels a little bit uncomfortable to even talk about because we just don't feel like we can say no. And I feel inside right now as I speak that like it, it just feels wrong to be even talking about it because it's like this secret thing that people don't talk about that's like, you could just not do that. Right. Like everyone listening right now is just going to totally be judging us for even thinking about saying no just to save some time and money. <laughs> that's okay. You can judge me. I'm okay with it. (laughs) (laughs) You know what else it saves, though, by saying no? Energy. Everything we do costs us energy. And I don't want to be guilted into doing something that saps me of energy and makes me miserable. Now, obviously, sometimes we do have to spend our energy doing things we don't want to do. I mean, I feel like that every weekend when I'm cleaning this house. But when we're able to make the choice about the smaller and significant things, we should choose wisely. 
Right. I think about just this past weekend, we were supposed to go to a fall festival with uh, Megan's mom and stepdad with our kids. And we happened to been driving around here and there and everywhere all week. And we were just tired. I mean, we ran 10 miles each on Saturday morning. And after getting up at 4 and 5 a.m., it, we were just exhausted. So after we got back from the run, Meg texted her mom and just asked if it would be okay if we skipped out on the Fall Fest and instead just took some time at home relaxing. Yeah, I mean, of course they said yes. And what were they going to say? No. <laughs> and we were able to just get a few necessities done, like laundry and groceries. And we still got our rest and saved the drive out to their house and the energy it would have taken to keep the kids in line in public because clearly... At home, they can run a little bit more free than trying to keep them all in order while we're out in the real world. Yeah, and as much as we talk to you all about being productive and we really do believe that it's important, we also think it's important to take the time to relax, which many times means choosing to chill instead of just doing more and more. People will understand, just like Meg's mom and stepdad understood. People will understand. They live a life too. And honestly, they might be just doing something out of obligation. They might not feel like they need to do it. but they're So they're perfectly fine with you making that decision. But again, it's this self-inflicted pain. Because again, we're doing this to ourselves. We just try to keep this endless pace and we just wear this busyness as like some kind of badge of honor that like, oh, well, I would have loved to do that, but I was doing this, this, and this, this weekend. And it's almost like we're bragging about how busy we were. But then like on the other end, we're talking to everyone else about how stressed we are from it. Oh, I understand that for sure. You get into this thing on Monday morning talking about your weekend where you say, I was doing this and this and this, and man, I'm so exhausted. But when you really look at it, didn't you agree to do all of those things? Yeah, I'm sorry to say, but much of the time is we only have ourselves to blame. Uh, I know just from talking to other people about just kids in general, for example, just it's easy to it's easy to talk about kids taking your time, but you put your kid in a thousand different activities and then you're complaining on the other end that like you're just busy and going all the time, but you're the one who signed your kid up for that. You're the one who did it. You're the one who's continuing to do it. Because guess what? Your kid is going to be fine if they're not in the 15th activity of the week. They're probably exhausted too. You don't have to feel guilty. You can rein back because like Meg said, that energy you can't get back. And if I go and do something and it's draining all of my energy and then I don't have the energy to do something like with this podcast or with Meg's blog or with our business then like how productive is that to go to another kid's birthday party rather than doing the things that I need to accomplish to succeed in my goals? Another thing that saying no saves is my sanity. There are just times in our lives where a yes is going to push us over the edge. Sometimes it's really a wise decision to give the no when you can't handle anything else mentally. For me, that means, going back to the kids thing for a second, means I won't do a field trip. It means I have to be very selective about the kid birthday parties that I'll take the kids to because they stress me out or, in the case of a field trip, take me away from my workday, which then stresses me out more. Since things are already happening in life that take me out of work sometimes, like appointments or sick kids, I feel overwhelmed when I'm voluntarily taking extra time off of work. So in the end, I say no to these types of things when they make me feel behind or freaked out about extra time off. Yeah. And we all know these times where you know you're saying yes. And then again, mentally, it's just draining you and it is causing you to go a little bit crazy. 
But again, we're inviting it onto ourselves. So I feel like just because these things come up and you feel obligated to do them doesn't mean you actually have to do them. Now, this comes again because I think a lot of times people, even with their families and get-togethers and doing all these different things, you feel obligated because of the dynamics of your family to always be involved in that. And sometimes you just need to opt out of a few. Like, that is okay. Oh, yeah. Especially with the holidays coming up, I think this is a really important point to make that there are just certain people in your family, there are just certain dynamics of your family that could be really stressful. And obviously, we are not saying avoid your family at all costs if they stress you out. It's not what we're saying here. But you might need to take a good hard look and just figure out what you can handle realistically. And maybe that means dialing back a little bit or adjusting the times or saying yes to Thanksgiving, but no to Christmas or whatever the case may be and rearranging so that you don't feel so overwhelmed and insane because of a family get together. Right. And like Meg said, with the holidays, as you were talking, it just makes me think about us. I mean, we live here in North Carolina, but much of our family still lives up in Michigan. And so you want to talk about saving time, talk about saving money, talk about saving sanity. It's not taking your kids on a 12 or 13 hour trip up to Michigan to spend money, use all kinds of time and use all kinds of energy. Because let me tell you, It's very difficult. So we've had to make the decision, and I'm sure it's a very unpopular one with a lot of our family because they would love to see us, to not do those things. Like Meg said, we might go one time a year. And to be honest, we haven't done that even recently. Me and Meg have taken individual trips. And I get that's hard and I get that's tough. But if we just said yes every time like something was happening up there or every time we felt like we needed to... We would have taken a lot of trips up there, spent a lot of money, and just used a lot of energy and time that we just simply didn't have. Right. I mean, I know that it's different for every single person, and maybe you have a much higher tolerance for these types of things. But for us to have to wrangle the kids and be up there without our own space and our own things, it was just too much. And eventually we came to the realization that we were just going to stop driving to Michigan a couple times a year and maybe even not even do it one time a year for now because it's so challenging and it really does challenge our our sanity. Right. And another thing with this too is by saying no, you're actually setting healthy boundaries. You're setting boundaries for yourself because when you set limits on that and you make the decision to say no to things that you're not comfortable with in general, it helps you. It helps you not only with your attitude, it helps you with building courage, it helps you with building a positive energy, and it helps you with some empowerment because like, it feels good sometimes to just say no and make a decision that's good for yourself. And no, that's not always selfish. I know that's the way it gets viewed a lot of times in the world, but just by saying no and doing something for yourself does not mean that you're selfish. You're not having to do that all the time, but sometimes you need to take the time for you. Oh, I know. The the setting the limits and, and being able to just say, here I am, and this is what I believe, and this is what I stand for, and here's my here's my boundary line is really powerful because then when you actually do need to make those decisions, you're able to say yes or no, and you have confidence that you've done the right thing because you've pre-thought about what your boundaries are. Right. And not only that, once you challenge yourself and you start saying no, and you see the benefits of saying no, it actually becomes even more powerful. And you see how powerful it can actually be once you decide to start making some of those simple changes. You know, another thing it sets healthy boundaries for kids. 
Despite kids yelling and crying or otherwise being totally crazy when they're told no, they need to hear the word no. They need clear answers on what is and is not allowed. And yes, a lot of times that does mean saying no. But kids need boundaries. And so in this area especially, you can't be afraid of the crying and the yelling and the screaming. You just got to set the boundary and understand that no might be uncomfortable, but it's also exactly what they need. Yeah, I think about with the kids and then me and Meg have a lot of employees that we have to set boundaries with. We have to set expectations and guidelines so that everyone knows what's expected of them. And if we're willing to do that with our kids and if we're willing to do that with our employees and we're willing to do that with the people we interact with, then we also need to hold ourselves accountable and hold ourselves to the same standard and set some of these healthy boundaries as well. All of us need to know what boundaries we have for ourselves and what the boundaries are for any situation we may find ourselves in. Then, because we're comfortable in that, we know when and if a no will be okay. And if saying no isn't possible for certain things, then you might need to take a look at the things that you can control and make some decisions of no for those areas. Yeah, that's another great point because really by doing that, you can help with a lot of this overwhelmed feeling, a lot of this anxiety and just the feelings of always being behind or not having enough time. I know much of our lives we spend working and trying to keep our heads above water, at least me and Megan do. Let's all be honest. But so when we can take control of some of these things, it's actually good for your soul. Like Meg said, there's not always things you can control, but there's a lot of things you can control that you just might feel like you can't control. But by taking the reins of your own life and deciding that you're going to actually get to the point of saying no, you'll realize that like you do have more control than you tend to give yourself credit for. Right. We all have goals we want to accomplish. And for this to happen, we have to sacrifice. And those sacrifices might come in the form of saying the word no. It might not always be a popular decision, but are you trying to make everyone else happy all the time? Or would you like to be happy sometimes too? Hey B, what did you think of that episode? I think it was pretty dang good. Well, what should someone do if they enjoyed these last 30 minutes? They should probably head over and leave us a review so we can reach more people. They definitely should. Guys, if you like the Fools in Love podcast, please go follow us over on Instagram at Fools in Love Podcast. We'd love to connect with you and learn more about what you'd like to hear. 